Welcome to the Otherworldly Oracle official podcast with your hosts, Kitty and Alora. Today we're talking about the upcoming Sabbaths, Ostara and Maven. I live in the Northern Hemisphere and Alora lives in the Southern Hemisphere. So we are talking on our respective Sabbaths. This way our listeners get information on both pagan holy days in the month of March. So grab your cuppa and settle in. Hey, Laura. Hey, hey. How are you doing? <laughs> oh, good. And yourself? Pretty good. Pretty good. Good. It's starting to feel like the spring equinox up here. So is it feeling like Maven down there? Uh, it's, you know, the weather is starting to change. Definitely. Uh, we've had some really hot days uh, going into this month, but now it's starting to cool down quite a bit. And the rains are starting to come in because here in the winter, it rains a lot. So we're starting to get more rain and definitely starting to be autumn season. Awesome. For sure. So to get this ball rolling, let's talk about Mabin. So in the Southern hemisphere, for those who don't know, I am living in Australia. So in the Southern hemisphere, Mabin is coming up. And it is on March 20th. Um, Traditionally, it is celebrated on March 21st here in the Southern Hemisphere. And in the Northern Hemisphere, it's celebrated on September 22nd, which, by the way, is my birthday. Um, (laughs) Mm -hmm. Maven is also known as the Autumnal Equinox and the Witch's Thanksgiving. It's the day when daylight and nighttime hours are equal and balance reigns supreme. So this is quite different from what's going on up in the Northern Hemisphere right now, which is Ostara. So tell us a little bit about like when Ostara is and all that good goodness, magical goodness. Well, I will say that it is equal to the autumnal equinox because it's both, they're both, you know, the day is, is equal to the night, right? As far as the length of the day versus the night. So they have that in common and they're, polar sabbats but what do you call it when they're directly opposite from one another on the wheel of the year Uh, there's like a term for it opposite (laughs) no well that's not it polarities yes Uh... (laughs) polar sabbats i don't know anyway so ostara is coming up for us northern hemisphere folks on march 20th this year another name for it as i've already said is the spring or vernal equinox Essentially, it's the official first day of spring and a time when the day's length is equal to the nights, hence the term equinox. The Sabbath occurs annually around March 22nd for the Northern Hemisphere and around September 22nd for the Southern Hemisphere. That's what you said, right? September 22nd? Yes. I mean, any given year, right? they, They both can vary from like the 20th to the 22nd as far as dates. And actually, I think, if I'm not mistaken, I think this year in the Northern and Southern Hemisphere, the equinox 
in September is actually on the 23rd, which is odd because that's pretty rare. Oh, you know what? It has been that before because that is my mom's actual birthday. And I remember one year that it was on, on Maven as well, but you're right. It, it doesn't happen as often. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's kind of rare. So tell me what does the name of Maven mean or what are, what is kind of the origins behind that name? Well, this was actually interesting to research because the term Maven actually comes from the Welsh god Maven ap Modron, who is the son of the Great Mother. Uh, he and his mother are both part of Arthurian legend, and he is thought to be youth personified. His mother is an earth goddess. And what's funny about this is the designation for the Sabbath to be Maven wasn't made until the 1970s. Mm -hmm. So prior to that, ancient peoples may have acknowledged this Sabbath as the second harvest, the fruit harvest, and or simply Thanksgiving, which is super interesting. Yeah. So do you know, and just because I'm about to get into this a little bit with, with Ostara, but Maven is, was, or is he have anything to do with the sun? Um, cause that would yes. be interesting. Yeah. Okay. So, <clears throat> and I'll, I'll tell you why <laughs> the term Ostara is an old high German word for a West Germanic goddess of spring. You might have also heard her name as Istra or Istro and the Christian holiday not long after is called Easter. The name Ostara itself is believed to translate to horizon or shine and is also clearly linked to the directional term east, all in regard to where the sun rises. So that's why I was wondering if perhaps Mabin is a sun god of some kind. You know? Well, I can't say for sure because I didn't go that deep into it, uh, but I would assume so considering that the sun is associated with the God energy. Right. So I would assume so, but don't quote me on that. Okay. So I, well, you know, we'll don't. look it up. We'll, we'll have to look it up and post something about it later. Cause that would be an interesting, you know, comparison between the two. And I also always wonder where the hell they got the term vernal. Like who decided <laughs> that? <laughs> I did not look into the vernal part, but yeah, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, just call it spring, you know, who knows? I don't know. Okay, so what is some of the history for Ostara? Like its origins and stuff. Okay, so fertility and rebirth of the earth were the two main reasons for the Ostara festivities. The earth is returning to its abundant greenness and the sun is returning to the sky. Flowers are budding, lambs are bleeding in the fields, and the whole of nature is singing. It is a glorious time. <laughs> so <laughs> You sound like I, a commercial for Ostara. <laughs> I know, right? Um, you know, essentially, our ancestors, way back in the day, before there was, like, you know, modern conveniences, like heat and things of that nature. Like heat. <laughs> <laughs> they had fires, but, you know, anyway spring returns the sun is returning um and so it's a it's a good day right you know when things start to warm up and the the earth turns green again so that's really the basis for the celebration of the sabbath 
And we'll just talk about the fact that it's mainly an old Germanic holiday. So Mm. you know how the wheel of the year kind of, I don't want to say mashes together Germanic and Celtic holidays, because essentially all of them come from all over the world, but it is kind of a mashup of these things. And Ostara, um, the term and a lot of the traditions that we do now, nowadays are pretty much directly related to the Germanic tribes um, in, in ancient and medieval Germany. And it was also brought to England and celebrated by the Anglo-Saxons before they were converted to Christianity. Hmm. And another interesting thing is uh, modern Druids refer to the spring equinox as Albin Eilir, which means the light of the earth. Well, that's cool. Yeah. So what about Mabin? What is the history, the kind of origins behind it and who celebrated it? Okay. So this was actually really interesting because the Sabbath has been celebrated the world over as Thanksgiving with different names. So like I said, Mabin Mm -hmm. wasn't Mabin until the 1970s. Right. So for example, in Bavaria, beginning in the 1700s, Oktoberfest was started during the last week of September. Uh, And then also the original American Thanksgiving was celebrated on the 3rd of October, which I did not know that. So I was like, what? Uh, So all of these kind of things kind of went with the autumnal equinox. This is generally when the God dies and begins his ascent into the underworld with his last act being the cutting of the wheat. So Mabin is the beginning of the cycle of death, life, and rebirth. Uh, Some people don't celebrate the death aspect until we get to Samhain, but it actually starts on Mabin. Um, God associations for Mabin, Sabbath, would be uh, Serenunos, Dagda, Dionysus, Bacchus, Thor, Mabin, of course, Mm -hmm. Uh, Thoth, Toth, however you want to say his name, (laughs) Mm -hmm. Archangel Michael, and that is an interesting story that we'll get into later. Oh. (laughs) And goddess associations would be uh, Morrigan, Epona, Pomona, Rhiannon, Gaia, Demeter, Persephone, and any mother aspect, really, of a triple goddess. Um, this Sabbath, like I said, was celebrated the world over to give thanks for the yield of the summer crops. Uh, it was never referred to as Mabun back then, but celebrated nonetheless. And if you need to pin this specific Sabbath on a particular culture, it was originally most recognized by the Celts. Got it. So, like, Ostara has its Germanic placement yeah i I guess you would place maven with the celts yeah yeah makes sense yeah (laughs) (laughs) it's so funny because like i'm waiting for a holiday or sabbat to originate not (laughs) with the celts or the germanic tribes there's plenty i mean they're really there's it's just that this is Okay, the Wheel of the Year was put together, I believe, by Wiccans. Don't quote me right. on this. Right. But, and if you know anything about, you know, the establishment of Wicca, a lot of it is 
you know, taking a, a little bit from here and taking a little bit from there. But they really like took the wheel of the year and they based it all on, like you said, the, the Celtic and the Germanic traditions and terms and just kind of, you know, put it together as they saw fit. <laughs> right. Yeah. And that's I mean, why, truthfully, you know, like what is the real logic behind that? I'm not trying to, I'm not knocking on Wiccans, by the way, just putting this out there. I just, um, yeah, it, it doesn't, it didn't really leave any room for, let's say like the ancient Roman festivals like Lupercalia or Saturnalia or, you know, there's right. all kinds of them. There, we could go on and on. There's festivals of Isis in Egypt and you know what I mean? So all those are left out. <laughs> yeah. But I think that that's a good place for us to insert the fact that if you want to make your own wheel of the year, hmm. so let's say you're looking at Ostara, for instance, and you want to research all of the festivals that fall in and around that time, you can definitely adopt a different name for the particular Sabbath. Yeah. Like, there's no rules that say you have to call it this. Um, because if you find a culture that has a tradition that you're more uh, tuned with, definitely go with that. Yeah. I like that. That's a wonderful idea. Yay. So <laughs> let's talk about some customs and traditions of Ostara, like from ancient times. Okay. In ancient times, celebrating Ostara meant singing songs, dancing, and bell ringing. It also meant decorating. Oh, I would have died. What? <laughs> that I would have died. I would have broken a lot of bells. <laughs> <laughs> Why? You don't like bells? Uh, it, it would have lasted about five minutes and I would have been like, no, y'all. <laughs> I like bells. <laughs> um, my Christmas, you're going to laugh at this. My Christmas slash Yule overalls that I wear on a yearly basis have jingle bells on them. Oh Lord. Well, just <laughs> tell me when you're going to wear them and then we will never meet up on that day. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. They're the coolest overalls ever. Okay. So in addition to the annoying bell ringing, it also meant decorating and adorning one another with flowers. Flowers are an obvious symbol of the spring season and therefore of the spring goddesses like Istra. In addition, rabbits and eggs are traditional symbols and it's tradition to paint eggs in many countries around the world. This is dating back centuries and centuries in celebration of Easter and Ostara and new life during the spring. In Germany, they've decorated trees and cut branches with eggs for centuries. A family member of mine who is German still does this every year. And I, lo I love looking at all the different eggs that she puts on her Easter tree, or they call it Ostra tree. They're like, they're all wooden and they're painted on. They're very ornate and beautiful. So that's, that's actually cool. something that they've been doing for so long. They don't even know how long they've been doing it. <laughs> <laughs> so another ancient tradition was to light a fire at dawn to signify the sun's return to the sky and the warm days to come. Okay. Hold it. Hold it. Hold it right there. Okay. Um, I just want to say that. So a lot of modern Christianity symbols for Easter come from paganism. We know that. For sure. And interestingly enough, when you say that, um, the ancient tradition was to light a fire at dawn. Mm -hmm. And I'm guessing this is where churches also got their sunrise service. Yes. I was going, I was going to say that. Oh, Maybe I wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> no, you know what? 
you, dude, you're reading my mind because I didn't even take note of that, but I was thinking that when I, wait, did I write it? No. Yeah. You totally, yeah. You read my mind there. Good job. <laughs> High five. Yeah. They used to, my, I'm not going to say they used to make me. I used to attend sun, sunrise service on Easter. Yes. Yes. And that's a really oh, girl. Oh, girl, I feel you because growing up, we had to go to sunrise mass because my family is Catholic. And let me tell you, there's nothing like being seven years old and being at a three hour service at dawn. Oh, uh, I can relate Pentecostals here and we were having a revival. So it could be anywhere from three to five hours. (laughs) Oh, you you poor soul. (laughs) Anywho. Yeah, you too. I feel you. So Ostara being a fertility festival, this is where it gets kind of interesting. This means that folks celebrated the fertile earth as well as invoked the powers of fertility for themselves. And this is where it gets naughty. An old custom was to bake phallic-shaped cakes and carry them to church on Easter Sunday. Apparently, this happened in countries like Italy and France. <laughs> the scandal but yet apparently it was welcomed which is very interesting i could not see i could not see anyone in my family rocking up to catholic (laughs) mass with a cake shaped like a penis i'm sorry my my mother would be mortified (laughs) yeah my whole family would have been too for sure no no yeah So, and then, you know, a couple other interesting, I'm going to try to wrap mine up somewhat quickly because I could go on and on about the Easter traditions, but in Sweden, Easter is actually the witch's Sabbath, similar to how Samhain is the witch's Sabbath, you know, here or in the British Isles in Ireland and um, how Beltane or Walpurgis Nacht is the witch's night in Germany. So I found that really interesting. So in parts of Finland and in Sweden, there are some old beliefs that witches would go about flying on the days leading up to Easter from, I guess, Holy Thursday to, you know, um, Easter Sunday. And so they would do all these like markings on their doors, like red crosses and all these protective measures to keep the witches out. But now it's really cool because the kids actually treat it as Halloween in Sweden. So the the children dress up as little witches and they go from door to door asking for treats. That's pretty cool. How cool is that? And I wonder, so with saying all of that, I wonder if that is when or why, more so why, when you see like houses in uh, the Northeast United States where Mm -hmm. there was like the Puritan movement. Mm Mm-hmm. I wonder if that's why they started building like the um, witch windows. So that, oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, that makes hmm. that that might make some sense. Yeah, for sure, because they think they they what that they couldn't fly into them or that they could. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, they couldn't get into them if they Very were sideways. Wow. Very interesting. Yeah, like maybe it's. I wonder if that's originally like a thing from Sweden. We need to look into that too. <laughs> Take note. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, let's put that down on our list of things to research after the podcast. Okay. So 
enough about Easter witches and things of that nature. Let's talk about the fall Mabin traditions. So Mabin is kind of boring. <laughs> it's not boring. It just doesn't, it doesn't have this mystical, I don't know, this mystical history to it because essentially it was Thanksgiving. So if you know anything about Thanksgiving in America, it was very, very similar. So there really isn't uh, much I can say here because in most culture, Mabin looked like your typical Thanksgiving. There was heaps of food and wine and social gathering, lots of wine. This is a wine holiday. So if you love wine, here's your excuse. Um, You mean every weekend is my excuse, but... (laughs) 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 So like I said before, in Bavaria, Oktoberfest was celebrated. Um, In the East, the Chinese began celebrating the autumnal equinox during the Shang dynasty. So this is very, very long time ago uh, as, as a moon festival. And they actually have a tradition of lining the streets with lanterns while they gather with family and friends to offer thanks for their rice harvests. Hmm. Uh, The Japanese also celebrate the autumnal equinox as, and please, I'm going to butcher this. I think it's pronounced Haigan, which is a Japanese Buddhist celebration where the Buddhists return to their hometowns to pay respect to their ancestors. And they do this twice a year, right? So they do it on the autumnal and the vernal equinox. Um, And Haigan actually means from the other shore of the Sanzu River. And in Buddhist tradition, crossing the mythical Sanzu River meant passing into the afterlife. So twice a year, they cross this mythical river by going to their hometowns to pay respect to their ancestors. Um, And also, uh, earlier I said Archangel Michael is associated with Mabin. And interestingly enough, the feast of Archangel Michael, or as it's known, Michael Mass for Catholics, is also situated near the autumnal equinox. Uh, It's typically on September 29th, um, but a lot of churches actually celebrate it on the equinox. Interesting. Yeah, right. I thought the Eastern traditions were far more interesting <laughs> than, <laughs> than other things that I found. Cause, uh, yeah, I just, you know, I like how they are always including the moon and the ancestors. It just seems like a good time, you know? <laughs> well, right. I mean, ancestor veneration in the East has existed for thousands and thousands and thousands of years. For and sure. Although some of the Eastern uh, areas have adopted Western tradition, uh, ancestor veneration is still very much a thing in Eastern culture. Yes. All right. So we know the old traditions. We've talked about that. So how do you celebrate Astara today in modern times in simple ways so it's actually pretty easy if you typically 
paint eggs, hide and hunt for eggs, leave Easter baskets, and keep the Easter rabbit tradition alive, you are already celebrating Ostara. Lighting a candle at dawn to represent the fires of our ancestors is also encouraged. You can cast egg spells for protection, purification, and wish fulfillment. Burying an egg in the garden is said to bring abundant crops in the summer, as is spreading crushed eggshells in the garden. This also provides nutrients to the soil and therefore the plants. You can actually read all about egg magic on the website. So you're just gonna put eggs in the search bar. <laughs> so also you could decorate your altar or your table with signs of the season, flowers, greenery, pastel colors, rabbits, eggs, nests, birds, all those good things. Or you can start your spring garden by planting some seeds. And I actually just did that yesterday. That is actually pretty funny considering that Mabin has basically the opposite to planting seeds. So that's pretty yeah. cool. Yeah, they are they are polar wheel opposites. <laughs> Whatever that's <laughs> well, there's some other term that I've heard before and I, I don't anyway. <laughs> well, on the other side of the world, Mabin is the season of giving thanks. So and you know, I say that there's not much to say because it's very much like Thanksgiving, but then I realize that in the southern hemisphere, people probably don't know what Thanksgiving really is because the thank well I know Canada has a Thanksgiving. Australia does not. So I don't know which countries of the world have a Thanksgiving. <laughs> so yeah. this is the time that is celebrated by large shared meals with family and friends. Wine is also typically celebrated during this time. Like I said, this is a big wine holiday. Mm -hmm. uh, and making Maven moon wine is something I really love doing personally. So you can also give to food banks as an easy way to celebrate because you can just pick up a few extra items on your normal food shop to donate to your local food pantry. Aww. Also collecting your own crops from your garden and gathering seeds for next year is another way to celebrate. So if Ooh. you have a garden, you go and you get all the goodies from the garden and then keep your seeds so that you have them for next year, you know, ready to germinate or whatever you need to do to them to get them ready for Ostara when you plant them. <laughs> yeah. And this is also the Sabbath to make anything from apples uh, is a great idea because the apple is the symbol of the fruit harvest. So, and also a lot of places uh, during Mabin have apple festivals, at least in the U.S. they do. Um, but this is a great time to make whatever you want out of apples because apple is like the, what, what word am I looking for? <laughs> the sponsor of Mabin. <laughs> the mascot. Right. Definitely. Love it. So with Ostara, do you celebrate the Sabbath every year? And if you do, how? So how I like to celebrate the Sabbaths, <clears throat> excuse me, literally almost every Sabbath is through food and wine. So yes. <laughs> so I typically try to make a traditional meal like ham or some kind of stew, like Easter kind of fare, because it's basically the same. 
just, you know, repackaged in a different way. I'm, so we save the ham bone that we froze from Christmas. We, we freeze it. And then I usually make split pea soup with it. I know you're probably like gagging in your mouth right now. (laughs) Well, okay. Aside from the pea soup thing, I think that using the ham bone from Christmas slash Yule, whatever, I think that that's a stellar idea, right? Because you're basically celebrating the return. And so you're oh my recycling. God, I didn't even think about that. <laughs> <laughs> you're so pagan. You don't even know. <laughs> oh man. Love it. Naturally okay, pagan. AF. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Continue. Okay. Sorry. So, I mean, in years past, I don't, I'll do something. Usually I'll just do like a meal and I'll do something small for Ostara, the actual spring equinox date, but I typically will celebrate it as Easter with my family. So most of my family considers themselves, you know, Christian or hypo Christian, we'll say, and that's fine with me. Right. And I mean, basically we're doing all the same things that I'm going to be doing on Ostara anyway, eggs, Easter bunnies, eating and drinking. So it all works out. And yeah, I mean, you know, and, and they allow me, by the way, they allow me to talk about every holiday's pagan roots. Cause I literally have like two glasses of wine and all of that comes out every <laughs> single holiday. So it's all good. Yeah. You, that sounds like a meme. I will not <laughs> recite the pagan roots. I do it holiday. every year. Like for, and, and my husband knows like all of the pagan roots of every holiday. Now he's not pagan, but he could tell you, you know, <laughs> Poor, poor guy. (laughs) Yeah. Well, what about you? As far as, well, as far as Mabin goes, of course I do, because for at least 34 years of my life, it was my birthday. Mabin was my birthday. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You knew that. (laughs) So, um, apart from that, I've participated in open circles that were potluck style Thanksgiving meals in an outdoor field or outdoor space. Um, and like I said before, I love making Maven moon wine and it's delicious. It's made with apple cider, grape juice, and brandy, and it's heated in a crock pot. You guys mm-hmm. should try it. It is to die for. Uh, but really like, that's how I celebrate Maven. It's just big me, you know, big Thanksgiving meal, friends, family wine and uh yeah (laughs) and my birthday (laughs) all of the best things in life all in one day (laughs) for sure awesome so sorry i think that there was i'm sitting outside of my back patio you all (laughs) just so you know and i swore i just saw a possum on my fence okay it's not freaky at all i love them they're very cute (laughs) Okay. So do you feel like this is an, is Maven a very important Sabbath to you though? So I feel. Other than it being your birthday and all that. I feel it's an important Sabbath just because it's the original Thanksgiving, right? So in America, Thanksgiving is celebrated in November, Mm -hmm. uh, towards the end of November, almost in December. Uh, so which I never, I don't understand the origins of that either. So we're, I'm gonna have to look that one up later. 
Right. Especially because the actual original Thanksgiving was on October 3rd. So right. I don't know how we went from October 3rd to November 20 something. Um, uh, so yeah. I feel like it's important in that respect. And I do love it because it's the day I chose to come into this world. So it's right, extra right. magical for me right. since it's my solar return when I'm in the Northern hemisphere. Uh, however, <laughs> celebrating it in the Southern hemisphere has been kind of difficult because I'm so used to being an autumn born baby. And now I celebrate my birthday on Ostara and I'm so not used to it. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's that's, very strange. Mm -hmm. I could see that being problematic <laughs> in some ways. <laughs> well, it's just, well, okay. We'll get into that later because I think somebody asked a question about that. So I'll, we'll revisit this subject. <laughs> Got you. All right. So let's talk about correspondences for these awesome Sabbaths. Why do I always like really love this part of the Sabbath episodes? I don't, <laughs> I don't know why I get all excited about this. I'm like, oh, yes, let's talk about herbs and animals and things. <laughs> Probably because this is the practical stuff that everyone can use. Oh, well, wah, wah. That's true. <laughs> Hashtag Virgo life. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's talk about the correspondences. So why don't you tell us about some foods for Maven other than lay wine? <laughs> or lay apple. Or lay apple, yes. So for Maven, you're looking at your autumn veggies uh, mostly. So squash, pumpkin, gourds, eggplant. Also, seeds and nuts are really good for this holiday. Grapes, of course. Wine, of course. Mm -hmm. uh, wheat, wheat bread also, because this is the cutting of the wheat. So yes. any kind of baked good with wheat is excellent. Any type of, like I said, root vegetables um, is, really, is really good. And for some reason, goat, <laughs> I didn't research that, but I'm like, all right. So I just put it down. Not goat. that a lot of people eat goat. I don't know. Goat's milk, maybe. I don't know. That's an Indian thing, like an Indian dish. Mm. Also, I don't know what that has to do with Maven, but. Also Greek, I believe. Okay. I don't eat enough Greek food, I guess, to know that, but <laughs> I do eat Indian food, so. Well, okay. So what about Ostara? What are we eating on Ostara? We are eating things that are green, salads, ham, <laughs> carrots, and spring veggies, <laughs> carrot cake, which makes me go, Ugh. I don't know why you would put carrot into a cake, but anyway, edible flowers, cakes, cookies, pastries, bread, candy, chocolate. Weirdness is going on out here tonight. Anyway, and of course, egg dishes because it's Ostara, so deviled eggs, quiches, etc. And apparently it's traditional to have hot cross buns. I've never had that, but. <laughs> You've never had hot cross buns? They're no, cute. No, but it always reminds me of this song, you know, hot cross buns, the one that you learn to play on the recorder in like third grade. <laughs> yes, but hot cross buns are like super popular over here. Really? Yeah. I thought it was like old school English and like what didn't exist anymore or something. 
Oh, no, you can get them up at the grocery store at any point in time that you want. Interesting. Or at any bakery. Hot cross buns. All right. (laughs) (laughs) So what about herbs or plants, herbs, what have you? All right. So herbs, 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 however you want to say that. I get told that I'm saying it wrong because I say herbs because down here it's herbs. I know. I, uh, I always laugh about that herbs. Okay. And and also because I say basil and not basil, but that's neither here nor there. Oh, I, w- I feel like I would get in a fight with someone over that one. <laughs> okay. Yes. So for Maven, uh, herbs of the season are tobacco, hops, acorns, honeysuckle, aster, sage, pine, cedar, and oak. So all the trees, Mm. um, generally passion flower, Solomon's seal, vine, which is also the Celtic Zodiac symbol for this time of the year. Milkweed, thistle, saffron, wheat, yarrow, hazel, and fern. And that's not a complete list. So that is just probably the most accessible ones right. that I could find. Awesome. Okay. So herbs for Ostara, lavender, lily of the valley, thyme, tansy, meadowsweet, violets, lemon balm, tulip, oak as well, elder, and really any native blooming wildflowers or wild herbs in your local area. Mm. Yeah, we have some really pretty wildflowers over here. Like especially when it it's just become spring. Um yeah, you can pull over basically anywhere and get some really colorful wildflowers. It's amazing. Oh, that's awesome. Okay. So colors of the season. Yeah. So as you might guess, any autumn colors for Maybun will work. We're talking deep red gold, wine, brown, violets, um, maroon, sienna, all of those types of colors. Um, Any autumn colors will work for Mabin. Awesome. So for Ostara, some of my favorite colors, the pastel palette, pink, blue, (laughs) peach, yellow. I don't actually... I take that back. I don't really like yellow that much, but I do love pastel pink, blue, green, and sometimes peach. And also white is a good color to represent new life and green as well. Any, any color green really for Ostara. What about animals for Mabin? Animals. All right. So butterfly, wolves, dogs, stags, snakes, salmon, which, and I think I'm pretty sure in the Native American zodiac signs, uh, this time of the year is the time of the salmon. Pretty sure. Uh, goats, birds of prey. So your owls, eagles, and blackbirds. Very cool. Okay. So the animals, I almost said baby animals, animals for Astara, baby animals <laughs> of all kinds. In addition, birds, rabbits, obviously, lambs, dragons, and serpents, apparently, because 
Istra, the goddess, mythology associates her with the with the dragon or a serpent being in mm. some myths, which is very interesting. So I have to also say, oh, I said serpents already. Darn it. I was going to say snakes, but that's the same. Snakes and serpents, whatever. Ducks, chickens, goats. Goats! Huh. All <laughs> animals that birth young in the spring, basically. So baby horses, baby everything all the babies all the babies, <laughs> all the babies. <laughs> jinx caterpillars <laughs> all the babies yeah okay so what gods are we worshiping or working with on ostara well the obvious one Istra or ostra however you want to pronounce it she's pretty obvious since it's her name okay and then we also have the welsh goddess I've seen this pronounced two different ways, and I'm going to go with the way that I last saw it pronounced. Bloodweeth. Do you know which one I'm talking about? B-L-O-D-O-U-W-E-D-D. It's the the goddess who was transformed into an owl in the Welsh mythology. Anyway. Yes. Persephone, Freya, Flora, Jerilo. This sounds like an R&B singer. <laughs> Please don't smite me. Slavic spring god and the great spring god in Chinese folk tradition. Idun, is that how you say? It? I don't know. Listen, if I'm murdering some of these gods and goddesses' names. Please forgive me, everyone who <laughs> follows these gods and also the gods. Forgive me, Frere and Sif. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I am, you know, you, you really like, you have to look up how to pronounce some of these names if you've never worked with them. Yeah, for sure. And I am not going to rehash the gods and goddesses of Mabon. If you didn't catch it in the beginning of the podcast, just rewind because I said them all already. Yes. (laughs) Instead, I'm going to tell you some of the stones that are good for Mabon. So those would be amethyst, topaz, Sapphire, which is also the birthstone for September. Um, it, so it, which is funny because it corresponds, a lot of this stuff corresponds to the Northern Hemisphere, but obviously in the Southern Hemisphere, that's not the case. Uh, lapis lazuli, carnelian, tiger's eye, and amber. So definitely your more earthy crystals for the majority. Cool. And then stones for Ostara, jade, clear quartz, rose quartz, amazonite, aquamarine, fluorite, moonstone, sunstone, and diamond. Diamond or a girl's best friend. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Wine is a girl's best friend. <laughs> okay. So do you have any specific memories or lovely experiences with Maven that you would like to share with the audience? Mm, I think my most memorable Maven was when I lived in Arizona and I gathered for an open circle witch Thanksgiving, which was amazing. And all the food was made from scratch and it was freaking delicious. Uh, we made pumpkin ravioli and peanut sauce and Maven moon wine to bring to the table. We had a bonfire and celebrated with witchy things like ritual and divination, and it was a really good time. Um, Needless to say, I needed a DD (laughs) to leave, but 
but it was a really great time. And especially because in the Northern, well, no, in both hemispheres, uh, you're, you're not at cold weather, right? But you're not at hot weather either. So it's like that perfect temperature where you can stay out in the open, you know, long after dark and not freeze to death. That's right. And in between. Right. Yeah. And when you have a bonfire going, it just kind of helps take the chill off and you're good. Good to go. Um, other than that, I have many, many birthday celebrations on Maven, but, um, none that stand out at the moment or that I want to share because, because, um, after 21, there are quite a few that I have piece pieces of my memory from. (laughs) (laughs) That's funny. Understood. Oh God. What about you? I mean, I wouldn't say that it's necessarily to the Sabbath itself, pagan wise, but I remember as a kid, my mom, I'm sorry, not my mom, the Easter bunny would hide in my Easter basket and very mysterious or like random funny places. So it was a game for me to even find my Easter basket when I was a kid. And I really love that. Um, I went through the same thing as a kid. <laughs> yeah. Like, so, I remember, like they would, I would find it in like the dryer or just like really random, you know, places. Yes. And I have to tell this story because it's hilarious and I feel so terrible, but one Easter, uh, my mom hid our Easter baskets behind mine was behind a, a recliner chair and I don't know where the other one was, but anyways, that was the Easter that my brother bought me a bunny, a baby bunny. And he was going to surprise me with it on Easter morning. Oh, sadly, I woke up Easter morning and came out to find my Easter basket. And there was a dead bunny in the living room floor. And I was like, (gasps) this is not a funny story. This is traumatic. I was only like, I think I was like nine or 10. And so there's this dead little bunny in the living room floor. And And my brother comes out. So I'm thinking that like the Easter bunny died in my house. Oh no. But my, my brother comes out and he's like, oh gosh, damn it. I was like, was it the Easter bunny dead? You know? And he's like, no, I got you a bunny for Easter. But so then when I found my basket, what had happened was the bunny had eaten all my M&Ms. Oh no. Uh, and he had it in a, you know, in a tall box and he didn't think that it could get out. So that's why he left it. Oh my goodness. Oh man. It was traumatic. But like looking back, it it was like, oh man, it was one of those things I will never forget. Well, no, I guess not. (laughs) Wow. I mean, (laughs) I laugh, but I mean, I think I laugh more because like as a kid, I was like, Oh my God, the Easter bunny died. I know wow. that is, that is, yeah, that's, that's terrible. I feel bad for you. <laughs> Oof. Oh. So let's talk about, let's answer, excuse me, some of the listener questions. Cool. And well, let's do it. Yeah. I'm going to pose this question for Michael because Michael asks Alora. How long did it take you to adjust to the wheel flipping when you went to Australia? 
Did you just immediately get into the energies or did it take a while? <laughs> okay. Or are you so, still adjusting? <laughs> well, I have been visiting slash living in Australia for three and a half years now, and I am still not used to it. I don't know that I ever will get used to it um, because I don't know if I can get used to opening presents and having pool parties on the summer solstice, yeah. um, celebrating my birthday on Ostara in the spring mm -hmm. is just weird for me. Um, and something else that I have found is Australian seasons so far, like, I think it's getting better because I've been here longer. Um, but so far Australian seasons are not as distinct, um, as Northern hemisphere seasons, because most of Australia is one temperament, whether it's cool or warm. So the seasons come far more subtly than I've experienced in the Northern hemisphere, even in places mm -hmm. like Florida. Right. Yeah. Um, but I will say like the longer that I'm here, the more I can pick up on the subtle changes. Mm -hmm. uh, so yeah, it's still difficult for me uh, with the wheel reversed, but I do my best. And, and it's hard too, because like, for instance, Halloween isn't a huge thing here in Australia. It's oh. just gaining, it's just gaining popularity. Right. Um, and, and it, like when my husband was growing up, there wasn't Halloween, like they didn't really celebrate Halloween. Oh. So, so the holiday is just getting, gaining popularity here and it's still on October 31st mm -hmm. here. Which here, October 31st, we're getting into late spring. <laughs> oh, so it's very strange, right? Because, well, I, it's hard. Could, could, maybe you could kind of look at it as like, it should be like a Swedish Easter version, like where everyone dresses up like little witches. Yeah, well... Funny enough, uh, I think it was last year for Halloween, uh, instead of pumpkins, because pumpkins are expensive over here, like really expensive. So instead of pumpkins last year, a lot of the grocery stores were promoting carving watermelons. <laughs> <laughs> you told me about that. And I actually love that idea. I think that's funny. So, I mean... <sighs> there are unique traditions down here that don't exist up North. Uh, yeah. but I think, I think I haven't been here long enough to be used to it because going from 34 years in one particular hemisphere and having only three and a half under my belt in a different hemisphere, that's, that's a long time to, to change, to acclimate. Right. Yeah. So I think the longer that I'm here, the more that I will, uh, acclimate <laughs> to the yeah. different wheel, but I'm not there yet. Uh, I still struggle all the time with it and I'm trying, like <laughs> I'm legit trying. <laughs> it might take a while, but you'll get there. All right. So the next question again from Michael, he asks, what are some less common practices for Ostar and Maybon that you feel are powerful and should be practiced more? Here's where I had the sunrise service 
No. Oh, there you go. Yeah. So I said, Christians do a sunrise service on Easter Sunday. So we need to reclaim our dawn bonfires. <laughs> that would be kick-ass. I mean, if you can, you know, I have a fire pit in my backyard, so I can do that, but not everybody has access to that. So if you don't, you know, obviously light a candle. <laughs> but let's just preface it with, there's no set time. So if we do bring back dawn bonfires, it's not required that you stay three to five hours. <laughs> no, please. Listen, I don't want to do anything for three to five hours. The only thing I want to do for three to five hours is drink or sleep. <laughs> you know, like my attention span doesn't last that long. I don't know how you, how you are, but no. Yeah. I'm right there with you, girl. Like I can, I do well with our podcast because they're a blast, but otherwise like anything else, I'm like, woof, just take it, take it too long. <laughs> yeah. Three to five you. hours. No, thank you. <clears throat> well, what about, what about with Maven? Well, for Maven, I think so visiting graveyards and the veneration of the ancestors is also something uh that has traditionally been done on Maven, though for many in modern day, this is reserved for Samhain, right? Cuz that's right. That's our, you know, ancestor holiday essentially. Yeah. Um, but I wish we would incorporate ancestor worship or the honoring of the dead more than just once a year and not saying that, you know, they're only celebrated once a year, uh, period. I just mean within the wheel of the year in a big way, yeah. that type of thing, you know, I agree. Yeah. Well, I think that's all we've got. It is. <laughs> all right. Well, check out our Sabbath articles on otherworldlyoracle.com. Just select magic and then seasons and Sabbaths. We welcome you to join our awesome Facebook group, the Otherworldly Oracle group, or and or visit my website at alorarain.com. We also want to thank all of our oracles for joining us, whether you're new or returning. Subscribe to or favorite our podcast to be notified of future episodes. Help your magical sisters out and be sure to share our podcast and review us too. And remember, whether you're in the land of the Fae or the land of the ancestors, stay otherworldly. <laughs>